Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Walkers on, walkers on, walkers on. Pass it on, Hodjo. Hodjo, Walker's on. Watch Walker. <laughs> Can you let him know that Walker's on the field? Yeah, I did already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the great origin moments indeed. Sadly, we're thinking about that rather than the tries he scored. So, where are they now, Wednesdays? Let's touch base with the man himself, Chris Walker. Very good morning to you, mate. Where are you right now? Well, hello, Benny. What's happening, mate? Long time no speak. Mm, it's been a while. Mate, I am... I am sitting right now uh, watching the Brisbane Broncos train. Um, I believe they're down a couple of players due to origin. So I've rang Kevy and said, listen, I'm fight, fit, ready to go. So put me in coach. But those calls fell, fell on deaf ears. So today I'm just having a coffee and watching the boys train. So um, that's exactly where I am right now, mate. Outstanding. Where, where, how are they looking? I don't, actually, I tell you what, I'm so glad I retired from playing football 12 years ago because these kids these days are monsters. Um, mate, they would fold me in half. They train really well. They look crisp. So it'd be interesting to see how they go against the Warriors. Um, they head off shortly. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go. Kevy's got them going good. So uh, hopefully they can get a win. All right. Well, in that 12 years since you've retired, um, we, we, we remember seeing you doing that great walk from Cairns down to, uh, down to the southeast. But what keeps you occupied these days, mate? What, what are you doing besides drinking coffee, watching the Broncos train? Well, Benny, um, I've got another drink that I've just launched uh, 17 months ago with uh, one of my good mates, Nate Miles. It's a vodka company. So, yes, I've gone into uh, the alcohol and spirits game. So, yeah, we've been launched for about 17 months. It's called Ariane Vodka and Sunny Days Distillery. So, yeah, that's, mate, that's been taking up a lot of my time, um, you know, apart from completing a walk from Cairns to Gold Coast two years ago. Um, yeah, that's what that's what takes up my time at the moment, which is, um, you know, for a person who loves to drink, I've been off the drink now for seven months, and it's just been uh, it's been head down, bum up, getting the vodka out to get on as many lips as I can. Well, Chris, some would say you've been in the alcohol game for a bit longer than seventeen months, and I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, look, the reason I want to I want to talk to you for a number of reasons today: Broncos and State of Origin, because you are part of great eras for for both. What are we now? Day three of a State of Origin camp. What is day three like inside a Queensland camp? Give us an insight, an insider's point of view. What would they be doing today? Yeah, they would be, um, mate, they'd be um, today probably waking up with a bit of a hangover, actually. They probably would have went out last night, uh, trained yesterday, got together, got the team together. It's nothing better than a than a good old-fashioned bonding session in an origin camp. I know that, um, yeah, that was probably one of the funnest things that I had um, that we used to do when we would go into our first week um, of a training camp. They're a little bit longer, so they can you know, have a little bit of fun early on in the week. Uh, not sort of take it too serious. The build-up will come later. And, you know, Billy, obviously he's been in a number of camps as a player and he did a fantastic job last year. So 
I don't think they'll probably go too far away from you know letting them letting their hair down the first couple of nights that they're in camp, and you know it just it just loosens up the mood. It gets people um, you know relaxed for the week, but then also too that they know come this time next week um, she's all business, and they're in you know a different state, and they're about to take on the enemy. So you know this part of the week would be you know a bit of relaxing. There'd probably be maybe a game of golf or um, or whatever whatever tickles are fancy within the group. So it would it would start off relaxed and then they get back into, um, you know, say come Saturday, Sunday, that's when the game faces come on. That's when things start to get a little bit serious in and around camp. And, what did a bonding um, session look yeah, like? Laugh. in Chris, what did a bonding session look like in 2001? Because you've got to remember that was that era where you, you were brought into a team. There were, there were nine rookies, nine debutants. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, so, yeah, Johnny uh, Doyle, Buttergeek. Big red, yeah, yeah, Carl Webb, yeah. So there was Lottie. there was Lottie the Curie. There was um there was a number of us that came into that team, and you know it was after. You've got to remember in two thousand, um, New South Wales pulled our pants down. They beat us by fifty. They were throwing grenades. They were doing try celebrations, and then uh, Wayne comes in. He takes over the coaching role, um, role again for Queensland. Um, does a massive big sweep out from the year before, and. You know, like you said, there was nine debutants. So um, to have that sort of pressure um, coming in, um, there was certainly a hell of a lot. But uh, the master coach in Wayne Bennett, it was it was all fun and games at the start of the start of the uh, the, the training camp, and then by the end of it, um, we were ready to peel the paint off the wall for him. So um, you know, a lot lot different. Probably not probably not too much different, but um, you know, certainly the boys would have. Uh, let their hair down during the week and or you know the start of this week, and then she's definitely into uh, serious mode. Uh, Chris, we've just crept past nine thirty, which is when I'm supposed to be hitting the news. So what I'm going to do is give you some thinking music. It's called our news hit. Um, everyone in the Blues camp had the walkers on, walkers on, high alert. I want you to think about modern day 2023. Who would be the walkers on equivalent for New South Wales that Queensland has to look out for in a week's time down Adelaide? While, while you while you think about that, chew on that. We're going to get a quick news hit from Nessa and come back and chat to Chris Walker. Not only about Bronco. Uh, not only about Origin, but Broncos as well. Nothing kickstarts the heart like State of Origin does at a week to go. We have a double to give away to our Origin Under the Stars party. We'll be doing that after 11, 11 a.m. Mayhem, you call, you get on. But right now, we are getting along with Chris Walker. Where are they now? Wednesdays cover so many bases here, State of Origin and the Broncos. We left him coming into the news with who would be on high alert from a Queensland point of view. A walkers on, walkers on situation for the Blues. Chris... Who are you fearing the most from the Blues? Well, I'm fearing, um, I'm fearing Luai and obviously Cleary. They're very, they play week in, week out with each other. They've got a really good understanding of each other's games. Luai, he's a bit of an enigma. He, he sort of, you, you don't know what you're going to get from him, and that's in in Origin. His unpredictable, uh, his unpredictability, um, you know, can be serve as a as a high alert warning for the Queensland State of Origin team. Then you look at you know Turbo, what he did on the weekend against the Raiders, scoring three mm-hmm. tries at the right time. So he's coming into some form. But 
Um, Latrell Mitchell for me, he's he's your king. He's um, I think they're going to waste him out there in the centres. As you know, Origin is not really a outside backs game for the first 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes. It's a it's a battle of who can get over to the top of each other. Um, but Latrell Mitchell, he's got the next factor. He's the man that we're I think that we're going to watch uh, most for for New South Wales. I think the uh, the the New South Wales guys they've got it across the park. But for me, Reese Walsh, he's um he's dynamic. He's so fast. He's so electric. He can create something out of nothing, and that's what we need. Um, come Wednesday night, we need him to um him to do what he needs to do and get the yeah. get an early touch, get into the game and. And see how he goes. His acceleration reminds me a little bit of you, mate, when you just touched the ball. You just knew something was going to happen. You don't know what, but something was going to happen. Mate, I'm going to make you feel really mate. old now. So what are you, what about, what are you in, early 40s? 40, 43. 43. Yeah, 43. All right. Well, your old teammate from that Origin 1 and Broncos teammate back in 2001, Wendell Saylor, his son is making Tristan. his Broncos debut. Yes. He's out there training with them right now. Um, father, father, sons and families. The Broncos have got three of them. You've got Billy Walters, you've got Tristan Saylor and Kobe Hetherington, all with, all with famous dads. You've been part of a famous sporting family. You played your brothers and, and also dad Gary was a, was a handy player in the, in the Brisbane comp. Yeah, I, I mean, and and, uh, and my uncle from from mum's side, he played for the Queensland Reds. So um, we got a we got a pretty rich uh, rugby league and and rugby union vein running through our bodies at the uh, at the minute. And then obviously Sam coming through down there at the Roosters, or probably not in the first grade side at the moment. But um, uh, but yeah, we uh, we're, we're we're pretty uh, privileged to to be able to you know, be around rugby league and sport all our whole lives, and you know to have my father play. Yeah, you know, the Brisbane comp when the Brisbane comp was the was the strongest comp out of all comps. You know, Wally Lewis, Gene Miles, Dad played in the nineteen eighty grand final for North where they beat South um at Lang Park in front of forty seven thousand people. So um yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to, to um you know, to to sit back and watch some of Dad's old games and then obviously have the beauty of watching Sam run around for the Roosters and you know, reflect on, on my career and Shane's career and Ben's career to to um, yeah, to see where those boys went with their careers as well. It's um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is really cool. Uh, any pressure coming with that though? Is there a flip side to it, or do you just soak it up? Nah, nah, you soak it up, mate. It's yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they're only playing sport. We're not um, we're not we're not brain surgeons. We we don't have people's lives in our hands. It's um, yeah, you know, it's, it's only it's only sport at the end of the day, and you can't take it too serious. It is it is nice to see. You know, the, the development of, you know, Ben's kids and my kids and Shane's kids, um, you know, develop their trade when they're playing footy. And, you know, you see little idiosyncrasies in, in my young fellow that I used to do and all that sort of stuff. So that's the that's the cool part. Whether yeah. they make the NRL, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't worry me. But, yeah, you just, you just at the end of the day, you just want them to be um, good humans and, and respectful. Yeah, well said. Good one, good one Dad. Good one. Hey, how, how's Sam travelling, can I ask? Yeah, mate, he's good. He's um, mate, he's he's exactly like Ben. He has no emotion. So, um, <laughs> you know, when he was when <laughs> I can say that because Ben's the oldest, so uh, he's the oldest brother, and he does not have any emotion. No, nothing bothers him. So, um, yeah, Sam's he's a mate, he's a very very professional young kid at, at the age of twenty years of age to take what he's taken, the pressure that he's had you know, ever since he was eighteen, coming into into grade, you know, having you know, 
having you know, his dad play first grade and his uncles play first grade, there was a you know, immense amount of pressure when he first entered and he ate that up. So he doesn't, he does not, um, you know, pressure does not worry Sam and you know, the things that are going around him don't distract him. He's, he's a very focused young man. So, um, yeah, he, he's 20 years of age and you know, to, to, um, to be dropped out of that team, um, you know, I don't think he was the problem. I definitely know that he wasn't the problem, especially after watching their attack over the last you know, month and a bit that he's that he's been out. I think they've got, um, you know, they're looking at Sam as the problem. Well, you know, maybe they've uh, got to reevaluate. But you know, that, I'm not I'm not a coach. I'm not the person in the inner sanctum. But I'm just a person that you know, sits on the couch and is an armchair critic. But um, yeah, I, I, I can see that when he's when he does come back from his injury of his knee, uh, they'll probably rush him straight back in. And hopefully, as a uh, as a proud uncle, they get to play the football that, that Sam's like playing. Sam likes playing, which is always up footy and um, letting his instinct play instead of you know other yeah other ways that they've they've got him playing. So, but he'll be right. He's only twenty, so um, I'm sure that. It won't be the won't be the last time, or you hope that he doesn't get dropped in the future. But it won't be the last time. So, it won't be the last time he has a has a um, you know a down mm. period in his career. So, they're the highs and lows that that professional athletes go through. Chris, two more. You've been very generous with your time. Two more before I let you go. You just mentioned about you're you're not a coach, um, but there's a, an old teammate of yours who. Uh, we're hearing there is something brewing at the Dragons today, and it could be Jason Riles being announced as the coach of the Dragons. You, you played with Rollsy at the Roosters, is that right? No, I played against Rollsy. Oh, against um, Rollsy. But I never... Sorry, yeah, my... The, the thing is, I was smart. Okay. My, my, I was smart. I was on I was on the wing, and he was in the front row. He's way bigger than me, so I stayed out in the wing. <laughs> well, there you go. I got my dates mixed up. Your crossover wasn't because I was going to ask you what type of coach you'd make. But there we go. You've played against him rather than with him, so that's that's all right. I'll move on to my next question then. Final one: man bags. <laughs> this is left field. Um, not a fan. I think they're left for the um, the females, yeah. uh, and that's not being sexist. I think that um, yeah, man bags, uh, not a fan. Um, and if you need to carry your deodorant, hairspray, uh, phone, purse in a man bag, I think it's time to um, to reevaluate what you actually take out of your house to uh, fit your pocket. I love that you went hairspray second up. <laughs> hairspray. Yeah, well. Have you, have you seen some of the blokes walking around with, with bum bags? They need the hairspray. <laughs> Chris, it is always, always a pleasure, mate. And I'm, I'm glad you're on the men too after the, uh, after the accident with the legs. I'm glad that you're back up and, and running uh, or at least uh, walking at full tilt because there was a time there you were looking like Tucker off uh, something about Mary. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Yes, we... it's, uh, all right. Yeah, no, well, that's, that's, that's for another conversation, mate. So we'll, uh, we'll leave that one alone. Righto, Chris. Good talking to you. Chris, Chris, oh. Wal- Chris Walker there. Where are we now? Wednesday? Jeez, we covered a lot of territory there, didn't we? What about my Jason Riles numbers? I thought, I'm sweet they could have played, they would have played together the Roosters. Anyway, no, we're moving on. 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Um, you just heard about the, the, the Walker family. What a lineage, what a bloodline that is. Uh, not only dad, but uncles coming through. And then the, we've got a third generation with Sam. Sporting families, father, sons. You've got three of them at the Broncos lining up this weekend. Who, who's who's your favourite? Who's been the ones that stand out the most that you used to love or still love watching? 
1355 0467 736 736. Creeping up to 944.